Thank you for downloading this edition of the Wrestling Journalist here on the Vleeties podcast feed. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're getting your podcast, really. Overcast, we're on that. Apple Podcasts, I heard you say that one. Uh, Podbean, that's where this thing is even hosted. But wanted to thank you for downloading. Also wanted to remind you, there is still time to get your performance package 4.0 from Manscaped.com. Look, I know, you know people that are sponsored by Manscaped, okay? But... I'm sponsored by them now. I've used their product. I'm a living, walking testimony, and I think their product is worth it. Like, I've been using it. I've used it twice now because, like, I've got to be honest, that first shave, I was set for a while. I got this product uh, back on, like, February 5th, so I didn't even need to do it. Like, I didn't even need to go back to it until, like, the other day. So think about that, the longevity you're getting from this shave. The Performance Package 4.0, get your lawnmower 4.0, I think is what it is now. They perfected this thing, okay? It's like the iPhone. Every year they keep making it better and better. You don't need to do that with the lawnmower, okay? We've, we've mastered it. It's perfect. My wife likes the light that's on it. She trimmed my neck. It's not gross to trim your balls and then your neck with the same settle down front row settle down everybody so thank you so much for downloading and listening remember manscaped.com promo code vleeties 20 percent off free worldwide shipping that goes for you nathan weller out there in australia uh this again and, and, and hey break down this wall this is a trial okay we sell enough of these bad boys manscape is bringing the checkbook out next time okay I'm excited to see where this leads us. That'll mean more of Leedies in the future. I want to have more podcasts on this feed as it is, and that'll help me do that. So thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, listening, uh, sharing with two friends at least. Uh, I'm at the top, okay? And then you share it with your two friends. I share it with you, and then you share it with your two friends, and then they have to share it with two friends. And eventually every single person is listening to The Wrestling Journalist. Welcome to The Wrestling Journalist. Thank you so much for downloading, if you're listening on uh, all the podcatchers out there. If you're me and Gino, you're live on Trova.live slash Vleeties. It's Gino night. That's how I feel all the time now. Like on, on Tuesdays, I just know it's Gino day. Like I get to talk to Gino tonight. He's going to try and bit about wrestling. And we all know how he actually feels, but he gives his hipster answers here on, on Vleeties. Wednesday nights, totally different tone. When he's talking with Kevin, he suddenly thinks that uh, he likes Chris Jericho again. Uh, he doesn't think Ring of Honor is as good as everybody says it is. Like, he puts the smarkiness on high alert on Tuesday nights. Like, I think Real One is the greatest wrestler of all time. Like, you'll say things like that on Tuesdays. So hopefully I get plenty of that, Gino, because we had some wrestling, dude. Uh, and by the way, uh, there are no surrender post-show. I mean, can I do an audible? Can everyone hear the claps? Oh, my gosh. The feedback has been fantastic. What a fun night, you know. Friday night wrestling can can be fun. It can be, especially if there's a real show like No Surrender or any impact show compared to a SmackDown, which was absolutely dreadful except for one segment. Did you watch? So did you watch the whole thing? Because I have not gone. I haven't been able to watch SmackDown. I watched clips of it. Even the clip that you had sent me, I had already seen that clip. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I saw this. I don't remember even how I saw that. I just saw it. I know that I did. Don't question me. I saw it, Gino. Uh, but I watched all of Raw. I, now, when I say all of, I mean, I watched a little bit of Raw on Monday, and then I had to watch Hulu Raw today. Hulu Raw is amazing. And maybe it's like the buzz of a good no surrender, and we're on the road to WrestleMania. And I'm thinking WWE should be good. Why isn't WWE good? Like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll root for Austin Theory. Okay, fine. 
I'm okay with this incarnation of Seth Rollins. Okay, fine. Omos is going to fight Brock. Whatever. Like, all of these things that I think they're trying to jam down my throat, I'm finally just accepting. Like, it's WrestleMania. We should be more excited than we're being. We're being way too critical of our favorite show. And all these thoughts were going through my head today as I was finishing up Hulu Raw, you know. Uh, but you were so, – so you're in this world where you don't like WWE at all right now, right? You only like one guy? There is only one guy that I like in WWE. Sadly, I've become more like Tyler used to be, which is Bray Wyatt. Bray is the only part that's my soul. It's the only thing I like that I make sure I get out of my way and I watch anything with Bray. Yeah, and, and Tyler, Kevin, well, you guys were big Bray Wyatt heads. I was never the biggest Bray Wyatt guy. Uh I like Kevin Nash. I like Scott Hall. I don't like Diesel. I don't like Razor. I like real guy shit. You know, like I'm I'm the worst. Like I I, I really want to pretend wrestling's a sport when it's convenient. You know what I mean? Like that's how my brain operates. I I am in no I am in no like I'm no way pretending that I like the Bray Wyatt stuff. However, when it was gone, I did miss it. So I can't say that I don't like it. I I need it to hate it. You know what I mean? Like, can you give me something to yell at? I want Bray Wyatt back. I want you guys were all shocked by these by the Mountain Dew match. Where'd you think it was going? So can you keep a secret, Gino? This was all the rage. So this was really the only thing that you were excited about from SmackDown. Yes, this was the only thing from the entire spend I was excited about because it just signifies that we were right, that he was killed off from Impact so we could show up here, and I'm just excited for his creative freedom. And you didn't like Dom? Shown. You didn't like Dom and Ray? I thought that was really well done. I thought the Rhea versus Charlotte was really well done. Uh, although, fucking, Karrion Cross sucks with his hair. It, is he just, he's awful now. Kevin pointed out all the flaws, and he confirmed them. So, I don't know, dude. I'm thinking... I, like I think SmackDown isn't as bad as you're thinking. I think you you do this thing with with Bray Wyatt where you're like scouring the internet for codes. You're you're like, oh, wh what did this mean? Oh my gosh, I need to crack the code. And like we knew it was Bray Wyatt anyway. Settled down about the White Rabbit, and now here we are with EY's voice playing on this clip. And you're like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? Like, well, it means EY's back. Like that's all that it means. And what are we gonna get? Like this whole Wyatt Six thing. Is is EY the one? Is he Uncle Howdy? Is that what this is? Like, is he going to be the guy wearing the mask? Well, we did see, like, Uncle Holly doing the whole weather report. He did look different, and they made sure, like, Uncle Holly does not say that he just has in a robotic tone, like, the whole text speech. I am all of us, so it could be signified that that's why they just didn't want to show him speaking. But then they had just him doing a voiceover for a game show. But then there also was earlier in this same fucking episode, they had the box, which was Alexa Bliss's box, that she had the fucking... Mm -hmm. Jack in the box moved from the table to the door, which the door opened. So it's like, is Alexa coming through? Is it going to be EY? It could be anybody setting up for the new member for this Wyatt Six. So Uncle you're Howdy. trying to figure out like what's going to come out of Alexa Bliss's box. I like the way you worded that. Alexa Bliss's box could be in that. Uh, and, and you know, Jim Cornette says, if it comes out of a fucking box, he's going to be over. Is that all? That's my Cornette, right? That was all right, right? That was a good Cornette. Yes, if anybody just comes out of a box in any way, you will always get over. That's why I'm looking forward to when MJF beats hey, Brian Danielson. His next book comes out of a box. Dude, thank you so much, Weed Smoke 420. Uh, you come out of Alexa Bliss's box, that shit will be over. You need someone to climb out of her box, and it better be a good payoff. If you have fucking Bo Dallas climbing out of a box, not over. Eric Young, maybe. 
Maybe. That was pretty good. I think that sounded good. I was doing a Stone Cold impression today, you know, you should have heard it. It was incredible. And it, everybody was telling me it was really good, and now I'll never be able to do it again. You know, like like when people are telling you, oh, dude, you're nailing it, and then you're like, really? And then you try to do it again, you can't. That you'll never be able to do it because because I w- we were talking like if Stone Cold Steve Austin was trying to like sell hot wings, you know, lemon pepper. I can't do it now. See, Le- who needs hot wings? Lemon pepper wings. I can't do it, Gino. Never mind. Never mind that. Let's watch this clip. Bray Wyatt. Everyone to America's favorite game show. Can you keep a secret? And we know that sanity was was a product of Triple H's version of NXT, right? So Triple H has worked with Eric Young. He knows what Eric Young's capable of. He's worked with uh, Damian, what's his name? Killian Dane. Killian Dane. And uh, he knows what they can do, like Eric Young. He, he, I think Sanity in NXT was way different than what we got on the main roster. Like, like way different. And I remember watching a lot of that NXT thinking like, wow, when these guys get to the main roster, it's going to be great. Like Eric Young is gonna have these two heavies with him that kind of help him get you know further up the card and and that that's not what happened and I'm not sure why like have we had a podcast you used to listen to Killian Dane talk to two of his friends for hours on end did he ever mention like oh I was supposed to be over they didn't have a way to book us is that a good Killian Dane I mean they didn't know what to do with said he did like talk about that but one thing I never really understood and I don't think he discussed is why or how Davey came to the idea to get rid of Sawyer I thought Fulton was a big star now he is like on the Indies killing and no one's signing him which is weird to me Fulton is over if you just sign him that stack of neck or that stack of dives you call neck can't get it done in the ring uh-uh. no way there Sonic Gino oh, I can't do it <laughs> bone in what Lemon pepper, what? Buffalo, what? So maybe, maybe he could pitch some wings. That I think that would get over if Austin bought a, a place to sell wings. But at work, I was killing it. Everybody was laughing. Uh, he was on, and everyone was like, "His hot ones was so funny." I was like, "It was funny." Uh, so wait, hey, oh my goodness! Thank you so much. Oh my, dude, the Alexa bomb. We were wrong, Gino. Diana should not have won Diva of the Year, but she should win it now. She's off to an amazing start. So thank you, uh, Veritas Unleashed. That sounds pretty red pilled, if you ask me, Gino. So Gino, what we were saying was Killian Dane. You're saying he's killing it on the Indies, or are you saying Alexander Wolf is killing it on the Indies? I'm saying the original big man of the group, Sawyer Fulton's killing it on the Indies. Oh, Fulton. Okay. Yeah. So, and why is he killing it on the Indies? What happened with him and Impact Wrestling? Is just this, is this just another example of Scott Tamore and the and the folks there at, at Anthem Sports Entertainment not really knowing how long term they should keep somebody, how short term, where that person belongs on their card, uh, because you know Madman Fulton was just the second for Sammy Callahan, and then he was the second for Ace Austin. They didn't have much form outside of that. And what do you mean killing it on the indies? What does that mean when Gino says it? Well, I would think from impact. Impact is when he was killed. Now he's just kind of floundering because people just need to sign him and realize just how good Fulton is. And I oh. think he was the third to Sammy Callahan because Jay Christ was the second to Sammy. Jay Christ. It's, it's Christ, by the way. Holy shit. Christ, Joe. Christ. Same thing. It's Jay Christ and Dave Christ from, yeah, OVE, OI4K, Ohio is for killers. Uh, no. So, so 
you so hold on. First of all, you get on here every week. We talk about Impact is the greatest wrestling promotion. Like, there's no doubt. I like I I tell people at work like if you're not watching Impact, that's the only one I would recommend people watch. Like, it's funnier. The the wrestling's better. The stories are better. And there's not an overwhelming sum of Impact every single week that you have to keep up with. You watch you watch Impact, and then if you have time, you watch the matches on BTI. You don't have to watch BTI just to watch the matches because the matches are really good. So. That's Impact. You just told me it's the Indies. Impact is bigger than Indies. That's why I need to realize that. he okay. It's completely different. Impact is not Indies. Impact is the big leagues. It is number four for a reason. Four? Dude, it's number one. Who, who's number three? I believe number three is MLW just because of its longevity. It's been around even longer than Impact. It's been right up there since those two. Then we have the shitty AEW and WWE. Well, MLW went on hiatus, though, for all those years. While Core Power was in WWE, they had a huge gap. Didn't they start? In, and they started after TNA. Or Yeah, they did. Because didn't MLW start in 03? They started in 03, went until about 04. And then that's when Core Power went to WWE. And then they came back in like 2014. So like a 10-year gap. It still exists. It still is there, but maybe you're right. So yeah, MLW is number four, then Impact's number three. Yeah, Even though AEW is just in a very stagnant area where they're just never going to really exceed what they're in. It's just what it is. WWE sucks. Impact rules. WWE is great. Impact is great. AEW is great. MLW is great. New Japan is great. Wrestling is at its peak right now. After I loved watching Kevin and Tyler at No Surrender because it just hit me. Like when you go to wrestling, all of all of the wrestling guy does kind of go away. Like Kevin brought it up in that awesome video right at the beginning of the video. He says we were loving Khan versus Kazarian, and you and I were talking how that match just. Like, the good match was the next night, Sammy Callahan versus Kazarian. Like, the one you'd want to watch was only for the live crowd, and it's probably going to air on Thursday. But for 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 them to see that live, they were loving it. Like, when you're there live, it's totally different. I saw Action Andretti versus Chris Jericho, and I was in the audience going, I was going, whoa, let's go jobber. Get me a jobber out here. Get me a jobber. I'll stun him. What? So I was doing that in the crowd. We were having an amazing time at, at Dynamite even enjoying Rampage a little bit. And when you go live, it's totally different. I'm looking at these Monday Night Raw tickets for Fort Worth. I'm pretty sure that I'm going. Um, but I, I I think that saying MLW is whatever, Gina. Let's watch Prairie Wyatt. Wrestling's awesome. Welcome, everyone, to America's favorite game show. Can you keep a secret? <laughs> you guys love this shit. Well, can you? Stay tuned to Channel 6 coming up next. So this is your jam. Like you like that. I like in-ring action, all right? I like Eric Young doing pile drivers. I like uh who did an awesome DDT the other? Someone did a really awesome looking DDT. Maybe it was uh what's that guy's name? Chad Gable. He did like this hanging draping DDT thingy. Oh, it was fantastic. Do you do you it had to be him. I can't remember. Chad Gable had match of the night, a match of the year last night with uh, Cody Rhodes. Did you see it? I did see it. I just I don't like the Cody Cutter since he did steal it from Will Osprey. What he needs to do since he stole it from fucking Shane. What was his fucking name? Shane Helms. Fucking Sugar Shane Helms. Yeah, he needs to do Breaker again. They, they do the Vertebraker as your big move. Crossroads, you can do that for like the two times, so like for a big pay per view match, but just do the Vertebraker as the finish. 
Uh, the Cody cutter and the Oz cutter and all and the lethal injects. Anyone that does a cutter not like a diamond cutter or an RKO, it doesn't make sense anyway. Like the physics of you and for podcasters, I'm using hand motions. You're here's the body and you're flying towards the body, and then you just kind of go the like physics stops and you guys go the opposite direction. Like an object in motion stays in motion unless it's the Oz cutter or the Cody cutter. Having said that, that Cody cutter was awesome. It was so good. The way he hit the top rope, look back, hit the move. It was so crisp. He was wrestling on another level as was Chad Gable. I didn't get the bit where Otis was looking into the crowd. I thought it was a Mandy Rose like uh ploy. Like Otis was standing there going like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that a good Otis impression, Gino? Oh, yeah. Someone, yeah, in the crowd there, yeah. And then uh, Cody kind of came out and was like, what are you looking at? Oh, yeah, she's out there. She looks great. And then he fell over the barricade. Raw was awesome. Let's watch Raw, Gino. Did you watch Raw? I only watched clips of Raw because I was at work, and I was glad to be at work not watching Raw. It was great time working instead of watching Monday Night Raw for three hours. Adrenaline! In my soul. This is this is the road to WrestleMania, Gino. Like as a wrestling fan, isn't this supposed to be like our biggest time of the year where Raw's firing on all like even Paul Heyman last night on Raw was like, Don't you just love WrestleMania season? Every show is trying to one up the next show on the road to WrestleMania. Oh, it was such a good show, Gino. Raw was fantastic last night. I do have the results here. I wanted to run down some stuff with you to get your opinion. Because you and I don't talk WWE anymore. However, we watched Impact live on Friday night. We went through No Surrender. We already watched the card. We covered it uh, at length. We had call-ins from Tyler Spida and Kevin Scampoli. If you have not listened to that, it's such a fun re-listen. Just like over the weekend, I re-listened to it. I was just laughing when they call in. You were drunk, which was hilarious. Like, And, and everyone loved how drunk Gino was. I also kind of thought this is a slippery slope. Like, if we ask Gino to be drunk every week, that's just how you become an alcoholic. Like, well, everyone likes me when I'm drunk. Gino, you're sober tonight, right? I'm completely sober tonight. Drunk Gino is only going to be a rare special occasion. That's what you look forward to is those days when you do get drunk, Gino. Oh, yeah. Drunk Gino. Is that Otis? That, that sound, in my head, that's the only sounds that he makes. So, Gino, Raw opened as Raw typically does, right? So, I get home from work. My coworkers were like, hey, are you going to watch Raw? I'm like, yeah, I'll watch Raw tonight. I haven't watched it live in a couple weeks. So, I turn on Raw, okay? It opens with the with Jimmy Uso and Solo. They they put up the graphic like they're having a match. So, I'm like, okay, cool, they're having a match. And then they grab a microphone. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hate Raw. But I'm still going to watch it, okay? J isn't it weird that we're in an era of WWE where Jimmy Uso – is the first person with a microphone like we grew up like i grew up in the era where the uh, vince mcmahon get your scrawny little ass out here or i'm gonna stomp a mud hole in you in the back and walk it dry in front of all the boys like i like that's what i grew up doing i grew up with, like if you smell what the rock is cooking i'll even take a john cena i'll take anything we got jimmy uso to open the show we're on the road to wrestlemania okay we are booking wrestlemania tonight we booked a lot of matches on this episode of raw you know um but, I mean, you know, this segment kind of just – it set up this Street Profits match, and Solo and, you know, Jimmy win their match. So where does this go? Because I was thinking Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn are challenging Jimmy and Jay for the tag belts. Do you think we're going to get, like, Jimmy and Solo defending the tag belts? How are we going to fix this at WrestleMania? 
Jimmy is going to try to manipulate and have wreck Roman even like he's told Jimmy like that you gonna you're gonna get involved you're gonna help Jay get back in the family or I'm gonna do it. So Roman's gonna make it happen where Jay gets back in line. He's gonna make sure that they all beat the fuck out of Sammy. Then Kevin Owens is gonna show up be like, God, I need to save my friend. He's gonna realize that this has to be saved. This has to end by Kevin Owens helping Sammy dethrone the bloodline. Because even Kevin last night, Kevin Owens was you know i'm gonna do this on my own i don't want any help take and he even like tells kathy kelly uh read into that like kind of trying to like hint like i don't want sammy's help like this is me in the bloodline not sammy in the bloodline so we'll see what happens and then of course dude we squashed the street profits again dawkins took the fall if you could believe that when do we get the Montez Ford solo run that we all deserve? Like, even in the Elimination Chamber, do you think he, when he did, like, the people's elbow and he kind of was doing too much dancing, does he not know that he's, like, a Marine badass and that's kind of what we want to see from him? Or do you think he's being told backstage, like, baby, you need the, you need the, you need the help of that crowd, baby. You give him a little hip, mm, you move, baby. Do you think someone back there is telling him that? They probably are, even though like Ricochet does the best version of the people's anything. The people's moonsault, that's the best fucking move. Ricochet needs to be doing it more. Fuck Montez trying to steal from Ricochet and the rock. Well, answer my question though. Like, what do you think we need like do you let me ask you this? Do you think Montez could be like a WWE champion in the future? I feel he could be a great United States Intercontinental champion in the future. Wow. World champion. I'd see like down the line, yes, not anytime soon in the future. Like the more recent future is going to be United States champion. Dude, I see dollar signs. I see world champion on this guy. Now, obviously, it's hard to say. Yeah, he's going to beat Roman. Like, yeah, I agree with you on that. Like, WWE's in this weird world, and and you bought into it a lot more than I have. Of like the U.S. title matters. Like, I in my head, that belt is still like Billy Gunn and Jamie Noble are fighting for the the U.S. title number one. You know, it's just kind of that. It's that belt. It's the the fun flag one they brought in in two thousand three. Um, that's that's in my head forever. So and look, it's a great way to get somebody to the next level, like a Montez Ford. It's not considered like they're trying to treat Austin Theory like he's the world champion because he's the U.S. champion, which is just not the case. Like Edge versus Theory, we didn't talk about that. What a fucking I know they're probably thinking this is great. I hated that. It just made me feel like Edge sucks. He's fighting for a mid card title. There should be something as a competitor in your head. Like I don't want to go backwards. Like you're going backwards by winning these mid card belts. That's why there's an upper tier championship. And if we're trying to make wrestling like realistic, why don't we announce how much your bonuses or whatever? Like they always talk about champions purse. Like you would get more, way more money as a WWE champion than you would as an Intercontinental champion. Why are you even wasting your time with with the up and comers belt? Well, because the up and comers belt, you have more control. Because Roman, yes, he's the overarching champion. He controls the entire universe. But at least with the U.S. and Intercontinental, you control your show. You're in charge of that show. You're in charge of Raw or SmackDown. So that's what they need to involve more is that the titles have power. The titles have control like Violet by Design was all about. Is that the gold gives you power. That's what they need and they will bring back. Is some for a faction that takes all the gold. But if you're below Roman, do you really have the power? Like, Because isn't that what you just – you kind of just doxed – you kind of just destroyed your own point. Like, Roman is clearly – still in charge the bloodline is still in your city jimmy uso gets to open the show with the promo theory wasn't even on raw other than a backstage with kathy kelly talking about everyone's talking about cena is that a good impression gino everyone's talking about john cena well you know what me too 
And I hope I see him next week uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, his hometown. Was that good? Is that a good theory? That was a good theory. We're going to be looking forward to what happens with Austin Theory and John Cena. But yes, it does destroy my entire idea if we do have like Roman as the overarching champ. That's why he will be dethroned. And why we do like a big faction tries to go after all the titles. And then the one man, the leader, is like, okay, we have this type of power, this control. We need to now go after Roman and then dethrone Roman. So, but yeah, I mean, that, if that was the case, but right now Austin Theory is just such, it's, he's such the mid card champion. And he's fighting Edge, and he's fighting Seth Rollins in Elimination Chambers. And they want us to look at the U.S. belt like, no, it's not what it was your entire lives, but it is. It always is going to be. Maybe do maybe bring back some sort of a, a television championship or a European championship to kind of show, like, no, 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 don't worry. Like, Seth Rollins is U.S. champion, but Gable's the European champion. Like, put put some of these guys who typically are fighting for those mid-card titles, put them fighting for a new mid-card title to elevate the U.S. and the Intercontinental Championship. Because right now, those belts are not what they want them to be. I'm so sorry, WWE. You guys created two world championships for a reason. And I didn't know we were going to have a full year of Roman just has both. I thought he was going to relinquish relinquish one or they were going to have some sort of a tournament to reset. Uh, how does this end? You know, because if you're Cody Rhodes, you just win one belt. Like, how do we ever get out of this world of WWE undisputed heavyweight champion? This ends with what even like Cody's been saying and even teasing and putting out there to the universe. He wins the world title and it becomes the winged eagle title. Just one belt. That's what we get back to. But but then that so but I've what I'm saying with that is then there's no the other brand has no championship. We just have one champion going to both shows because I know when they started the, the the brand extension back in '02 that was the plan. They wanted Triple H on both shows. They thought having one champion, kind of like the territory days, would make that championship mean more. But I like I I, I think they figured it out when they gave Triple H that world heavyweight title. That you know what? It's kind of nice to to have like this show is its own company and this show is its own company. Do you think we'll ever be able to get back to that? Because if you're Roman and you lose to Cody, is there is Cody gonna walk away with the WWE? Like I wanted to win the big one and this is the big one, and then Roman's back on SmackDown. Like I'm still the Universal Champion, dog. Like is he? Is there any way that we can get into that world or? From now on, it's just you're you're undisputed universal everywhere you go. And that might be when we get to look at we'd have no idea what they're planning. I'm just hopeful that we do like just go back to one belt and it is the winged eagle title like Cody wants. It, Not that big eagle, like everyone mixed the two up. It's the big it's the fucking winged eagle we need and we want. All right, Not hold the on. Big eagle. Stop marking for a second. Do the remember remember we're wrestling journalists, Gino. What would you do? Like I don't want you to try and pontificate what they're gonna do. I want you like here's I want the winged eagle belt back. So when Cody wins, that's it. We have a one a winged eagle. We don't need to have a champion on both brands. He can go back and forth. Just like forecast it for me. All right, here's what I'm forecasting. Cody wins. He's on both shows as the champion. It's going to just be one belt, both shows. Eventually, we will bring back a second belt, but Cody is going to win. And then Roman's going to be pissed off because he's like, no, I'm still sure. He's going to be like in his own head, just being like, I didn't lose to Cody. It was the bloodline that lost to Cody. He's going to be so pissed off, even though he does not have any belts. He's going to still call himself the Universal Champion until he gets a rematch against Cody. 
Yeah, can't you see Cody winning and then like he has both belts and then on the blue show Roman shows up on Friday and he's like really upset, but he just he debuts a new champion. He brings back big gold and he's just like this is the new SmackDown championship, the World Heavyweight Championship. Like this is the new one. And then he holds his finger up. Remember, they don't do that as much anymore. We the ones. They've kind of relaxed on that catchphrase. Uh, maybe that maybe that's that, that's kind of that's not a, out of the realm of possibility. I liked when Kevin and I were like speculating that they were going to do like Roman's going to defend the Universal on this night and then the WWE on this night to try and just spread it a little bit because he's technically been the Universal Champion for two and a half years, so he can keep the Universal title that could still be his, and that's probably how I would try and split him up because then you can have Roman lose and he still doesn't look terrible. He would still have his universal title that he's been the champion of for for years this wwe one he just won it from brock at mania this one isn't the same thing so i i do think that would be the way to go you remember when we super kicked you right in the face lawton crip or lawtown crip thank you so much for the follow crip by the way lawtown crip gino also gino can't you see roman winning i know that we're just assuming cody's gonna win I, I just watched, you know, I, I rewatched the Elimination Chamber match and all the stuff with the wife. I guess I really didn't notice that was his wife until I rewatched it and really paid attention. They showed her a lot. And I guess when I was watching it doing dishes, I wasn't noticing they kept showing her over and over and over again. They just kept saying, his wife is in the crowd. And in my head, I just thought somewhere in the crowd she's there. But no, they made it a big point. And then when he kissed her, I was like, oh, yeah, that's his wife. That, that lady they kept showing was his wife. So, uh, after rewatching that, can't you just see Roman never losing this belt? Like he can just squash Cody. There's no reason he has to lose it now. It's I feel it's not what they're gonna do is gonna be a long term like story throughout the entire night of WrestleMania. We're gonna have like Solo is gonna be involved like either the Battle Royal or Money in the Bank. If we are bringing back Money in the Bank and he loses, and Roman's gonna be like, God, you're supposed to win. You're supposed to have that, so you'll be protecting me. And then the Usos are gonna be losing their tag titles. Like, no, you're supposed to be champions. Why are you not? champions anymore and then roman's gonna be so in his own head be like it's the bloodlines bloodlines for i'm the only one who could do my job i have to do this be in his own head be so crazed that he has to win cody beats him because it's in his own head too much and that's what happens is it, it sets up perspective where roman be like i lost to this loser no bloodline did he kills the bloodline and he says like i am still the champ the universal champ whatever he Put wants to call himself because how crazy of a champion he would not be a champion Thank you so much, Cassidy. That was amazing. Amazing timing. I was scrambling to put us both on the screen to give you the, the A-B dance because uh, that's an amazing dance. I don't care what anybody says. That's not a terrible – see, Gino, that's what we need, all right? You're supposed to I'm – I'm Adam Pachiti from what culture? Here's how I would book WrestleMania. Like, that's what we need. People don't want to hear, like – we, people don't want to see you look up and go, I don't, we don't know what they're going to do. Like, no, Gino, we're booking. I ha We have the book. I have a notepad right here, and I, re I wrote everything down. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I do like to read my notes because I do just chicken scratch, like, while you're talking or while Kevin's talking, so I don't re I, I remember to say things. Right here I have – I wrote Jete Hikaru Shida. I'm assuming that was what song I wanted to hear. I also have written down uh, Self-Made. Don't know why I wrote that. Uh, tables match. Don't know why I wrote that. I wrote down the word 1965 kerfuffle. I think that was when I talked to Geezy. I typed down Alexa Bliss's box. So, so far, this notepad's got a lot of good shit on it, Gino. Um, and I also wrote down Steve Austin impression because I wanted to make sure we hit that soon. So, uh, yes, Gino, very good work. 
I could see Roman winning the belt, though, or keeping the belt. And even with everything you're saying. So, I, like, if if I could book Russell, if I could be Adam Pacitti or Adam Blampede, uh, I'm having I'm having the Usos tag at Mania. It's going to be the Usos versus Zayn and KO. They're going to tell that story of, like, Sammy and Jay don't want to fight each other. So it's going to be a lot of Kevin Owens versus Jay, Kevin Owens versus Jimmy, and then Jay versus KO. Like, they, they don't want to have – and then at the very end, it's going to have to be Sammy and, and Jay kind of having their, like t- – their tussle, and I think it ends with the Usos keeping their belts. And I, th- I'm starting to think Roman's keeping his belt. We're so convinced that it's just this whole Cody return, and Cody came to win the big one. We're just thinking this guy's marching into our WrestleMania to keep our. He already got to win his match against Seth. Like, if I'm, if, if can we get Stone Cold back when he didn't want the NWO to show up and, and beat everybody? Like, we've been beating AEW in the damn ratings, Vince. You're going to bring in Cody, Royal Rumble winner. Uh-uh. Lemon pepper wings. Gino, there's no way Steve Austin is okay with Cody winning the Royal Rumble and the championship. After starting the after starting the rival company for WWE, there's no way. Right, Gino? No, there is an absolute way. You have this EVP from the other company come in here and you have him win the fucking belt is the biggest fuck you to that other company because they wouldn't let him to it. You believe it was Cody saying, no, I want to be world champion. He doesn't want to do it. I again told you it's Tony Khan saying, no, you don't want to do it because it makes you look bad because fucking Jericho probably wouldn't Tony Khan's here be like, don't make Cody do it because it'll make him look bad. So again, he manipulated Tony Khan since the very fucking beginning to make sure Cody could not be world champion, pisses off Cody to the very fucking start so clearly what's coming back and prove aw is fuck you he's the man he wants to be diplomatic and be swiss but deep down he's like fuck aw i want to be world champion no he was like fuck wwe that's why he wore the suit when he went on the indies he was like i don't want people to think i'm poor i'm gonna take a sledgehammer and break a chair like he did a bunch of fuck wwe stuff if i'm triple h and i'm in charge of it <laughs> hey uh i know you uh won the royal rumble but we're uh we're going to go a different direction, kid. You know, hey, we, we appreciate all the hard work you did and the you're, you're doing great things, but you're just not ready yet. Totally. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait, Gino. Roman Reigns, get the shovel out. I'll be Spears Cody and takes 19 seconds to cover him, Gino. I can't wait to watch that. Gino, uh, what do you think of Brock Lesnar versus Amos? Now, you're somebody that doesn't really like WWE anymore. You've moved on to, to greener pastures. You like MLW again. Uh, what are your thoughts on, like, out of all the possible pairings, we never really resolve the Bobby Lashley-Brock stuff, but this is kind of a bridge, right? Like, hey, MVP is kind of friends with Lashley again. Now he's, he's been friends with Amos for a couple of years now. Is this logical, or can we just – can we wash our hands of Amos? Can we admit this one didn't work out? Like, we had the amazing tag team with AJ. He went on his own. He went solo. But it hasn't really worked out the way that – we he that they kind of thought it would right i mean not as much as they probably expected and wanted for omos to be but it took me listening to fucking brian alvarez to realize something if you just like take your time like don't do anything just like one thing at a time at wrestlemania we're going to have omos wrestling brock lesnar just hearing that thinking about that without being critical about it it sounds amazing just the idea of this giant against Brock Lesnar, where Brock is just going to beat the hell out and expose Omos at WrestleMania. It's going to be great, and I'm excited because they're both going to have just a great big man match where Brock wins with an F5. 
Well, and and I think the argument to that is it doesn't sound good on paper. Like that's what me and all the all the smarks are saying is like out of everyone that you can line now I know what you're saying, like you're saying what MVP said on Raw last night. Like the seven foot three, four hundred and sixteen pound Omos taking on the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. Like I know what you're saying. I know like you're saying like if we were if this was the seventies and we we're making that awesome you know, they used to make the match card, they would put like wrestling action this Saturday night. You're gonna see the great Omos taking on Brock Lesnar. Like that's kinda what they're going for. Like this old timey matchup of Omos versus Brock. But when I see Omos, I also see somebody that never really like took off. He never he never beat Bobby Lashley. They never gave him those huge wins. He's kind of been in the back, I feel, for a lot of like what has he done? Since separating from AJ Styles, what's been like Amos's big claim to fame? Does he have one? His big man match with Bronster, which is probably the best big man match of all time, as Braun would put it. As, yeah, they, good point. Yeah, I guess in his head. Yeah, that match sucked. Like, so when you're thinking Amos, I don't really have like a big hankering to see him fight Brock. I thought that him and Bobby still had some still have unresolved issues there. I thought they could have resolved that. I think Bobby versus Bray is an odd pairing. Although I guess yeah, that that makes no sense. D- d- does that one make the least of it? Why not do Bray and Brock? Why not do like cuz I thought we were going to get Bray and Brock back in 2016. Here we are all these years later. We still haven't done that. Is that something we're we're going to work to maybe at SummerSlam? It's possible at the same time we're going to have to see where this goes with Bobby because normally people do not come out the same when they do face Bray Wyatt. They're always like their character gets exposed or they're going to change. They just don't feel the same after they feud with Bray. Just like with LA Knight, he's just waiting to have this fucking WrestleMania moment. And so he fights Kofi Kingston. So then again, we don't know what we're doing with people after they feud with Bray. Yeah, well, and, and you, brought, you brought up Kofi. Like I don't even know what New Day is up to. Like that's somebody when I do watch SmackDown, I don't notice them or know what they're really involved in. Um, WWE should be cool. Like I don't, I don't know. I know that I'm like <laughs> you and I love Impact and we and I still like AEW. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but with with WWE, like as I was watching Raw today, I just thought like I used to love this shit. It's WrestleMania season. We should be building towards the biggest event of the year. This is when all of our dream matches kind of get ramped up. This is when we're getting Edge versus Finn Balor three. Can't wait! Like they're 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 finalizing the card for Mania, which is we're gonna sit down and watch. Is it, this is another two night Mania, right? Like we're gonna sit down for another two nights of WrestleMania, and we're gonna have table nachos, and we're gonna have a really good fucking time. So I want to be in that mode of like I love this show, I love the red show, I love the blue show. I'm not gonna watch NXT, you know. I don't care what Carmelo Hayes is up to. He's he's not the future. To, I I think Montez Ford will win the WWE title before Carmelo Hayes does. Um, but I, I want I want to be all in. But yeah, like people like the new day. I don't know what they're up to. And LA Knight. Oh my gosh, what like what are they gonna do with him now? What a waste. Um, so yes, I I will watch SmackDown though. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch all these shows going into WrestleMania season. I'm getting loyal. Okay, uh, so. I can already tell you, cut from Hulu Raw, Asuka versus Carmella. I did not see that. Um, I did Cody versus Gable, dude, was so fucking good. I don't. I know you didn't watch Raw, but it was so good. You know, I was very shocked that so they let Gable have good matches, like they do. So maybe give him a European Championship, so we can at least say he's a champion of some kind, 
or have does WWE need to have an AEW dark where Chad Gable comes out and he's 55 and one. And then we, even though he loses and we know he's going to lose, at least he's still kind because you brought this up several months ago. Yeah. They're pushing Chad Gable. It's like, not really. He's, he hasn't won a match all year, but you're right where they're, they're giving him the rub. Like he's always involved with like Seth Rollins or Matt Riddle. He's always involved with the dudes that are on top, but I have not seen him win a match since like last year when him and Otis won a tag match. It's because when you're so good at losing, you just lose all the time. That's what happens to my, my boy, Dijak. He's the best at losing, and they make him lose every time. They just know he's so good, and he won't fucking talk back. Losing, he's the best. That's, so that's what they're going to do with Chad Gabe. You, oh, like, but, but my point then, like, doesn't he need to win some squash matches every now and again, or he needs to win something? Because to make this a, a sport, and Dijak, I don't think he's good at losing. He was good at losing to Keith Lee. But he's he's another he's not good at talking. What is what is his idea? Is that Sean telling him to talk like that? Why does he? You are going down at the pay per view. Like he has this forced deep voice where his voice is already just talk. You don't have to do that. Not every character has strange voices. Every character does a strange voice. If you remember Bobby Lashley had a great strange voice. We do need strange voice from time to time what with people mean? like what was Dijak. His strange voice? That's his real voice, though. Dijak doesn't actually talk like the way he's talking. He does. He talks about justice all the time, that he wants to bring the justice and that all these people are scum. No, 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 not the words, Gino. Not the words. The literal enunciation and the literal way he talks is like fake. Or does he really? We are going to collide. You will be sorry for what you said to me. Like, everything he says sounds so stupid. He's the most entertaining part of NXT next to Gallus that are the tag team champions like they should be. Well, NXT sucks. So, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Here, let me see. I got him talking to D- to Tony D'Angelo right here on NXT from a couple of weeks ago. It, like, just when I, like, I watched him cut a promo. I think it was during the West. Put that shit on. We have a hydrate spell from Taco Split for Noku. Thank you, Taco. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh-uh. Hold on, Gino. Let's pull the right thing up here. Uh, the display. Let's hear it. Let's. I'll take my sip. I'll do my hydrate, Taco. Don't worry. Let's hear Tony D'Angelo make Dijak an offer. Dijak, you got a sec? What? I said, hey, Dijak. Who do you think you're talking to, you punk rat? Dumb. You punk rat. Is that how he talks? You watched him on Twitch for a year. Yes, that is normally just how he talks. He may, again, it might be a little bit pitched lower, but it's still like just he's angry. He's pissed off. He doesn't want to fucking talk to these losery scumbags. They're going to try to make him offer because they're fucking mafia losers. What? I said, hey, Dijak. Who do you think you're talking to, you punk rat? You punk Dom would rat. like to have a word with you. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Take it easy, huh? We come in peace. Tony got a roll. Mr. Dijak, Tony D'Angelo. I know who you are, D'Angelo. <laughs> Terrific. Hey, and uh, thank you for softening. He's almost like a, he's trying to be like a hero in like a straight to DVD action film. Like it's just like I will get the kids out of the building, ma'am. Like it's just such a weird, forced, like deep voice. He doesn't talk like that at all. I know he's just like Dolph Lundgren. He's like fucking Steven Scott, one of those classic straight to VHS, straight to DVD movies they used to do. Yeah, Seagal's a good call because even Seagal, when you hear him in interviews, he even tries to be the character. Like, we wanted to put our art 
in our violence. Like just the way he kind of talk. He's just like this, like yes. What I'm saying is more impactful than what you're saying. Like he's trying to be deeper, but seem like a badass. But it's like you're just some dude sitting in a chair right now. You don't have to be that way. And here's Dijak just overacting. Just uh, it's awful. Running up Wesley last week. We appreciate that. I didn't come to NXT to do you any favors. Wesley was just the first man. And he won't be the last. Dude, he needs to go to the Groundlings. He needs to hang out with Jericho at the Groundlings. I know you hate Jericho, but, dude, this he could learn a thing or two from, you know. I was watching Jericho promos earlier. Do you know, remember when he saw Tom Phillips backstage, but it was actually Mike Rome? Yes, I do remember that time. He was just trying to get that over, get it over. There were so many things he was doing at the same time, just getting phrases and suggest just ideas over because he was all about improv at the time. Now he's all about getting no one around at ringside. Jericho appreciates ideas bad for me. Thank you so much for the for the Jericho spell. Keep it at kayfabe with Chris Jericho. And great point, like Jericho, when he I just rewatched that promo, even when he's doing a silly voice, it's part of the gimmick where he's like I'm going to pay him back, man. Like, he knows he's talking weird, so that part is emphasized and becomes part of the bit. The way Dijak is talking is the whole character has to talk like this going forward. Uh, he's almost like RoboCop. Clarence Boddicker. Clarence Boddicker. Like, that's exactly how he's talking now. Right. Right. See, I get it. I love it. A while back used to be a big deal around these parts. Whoa. And me. Burn. I've always had a good relationship with the authorities. That's right. And between you and me, before this hits the sights, I'm back in business in a ring next week. Dude, he's right. He's back. So whether Wesley is on your list or not, I'm going to see to it that his days as North American champion. Is that the guy who's no longer there? We got to understand. No, that is the one that is still there. The one that's no longer there is in AEW. That's two depths. This is Stacks. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, I know that, yeah, I, I know that the one is Sting. One is Sting now. Something like that. Something like that. We didn't have to cut that out, Gene, over the soundboard. Something like that. Somebody subscribes, something like that. I love that. He's. You know what? I changed my whole stance. His character, he thinks he's T2, right? Is that what the outfit is? Like, everything about him is Terminator 2? Is that kind of what this character is? Is he, is he Arnold with the roses at the mall? Basically, you're like that or like the big boss, but like steel fucking SWAT team big boss, man, because he's justice. He's his own soul. His own justice. He is the fucking butt of the night. No, he's he's come with me if you want to live like hasta la vista, baby. So, OK, maybe I'm back on board because if you're saying that's what he is, then I'm in. But if you're trying to tell me he thinks he's I, maybe he's yeah, he's dread. I am the law. Like, is that how he thinks he is? Because, like, yeah, something like that. That's not working, Gino. That's awful. Um, but you like it, so I guess it works out. Dude, that Chris Jericho, Mike Rome, though, is one of my favorite scenes. You know, uh, uh, scenes. See, when Jericho does it, it's a scene. Acting is reacting, okay? He doesn't get up here and go, something like that. Like, he just comes in, he knows his character, he knows the gimmick, and he does it so well. After the attack you suffered earlier tonight, how do you plan on responding to Kevin Owens? Well, after all that's happened between Kevin Owens and, and myself, at WrestleMania, I'm going to get the revenge of Jericho. Dude. I'm going to pay him back, man. See? He but uses the then, dumb voice perfectly. I want to show everybody the real Kevin Owens. The Kevin Owens that no one's seen. Everybody's going to want to watch. 
it. Awesome, Gino. Remember that? Hit the bricks, Tom. Hit the bricks, Tom. I'm Mike. Mike Rome. Tom Phillips is on SmackDown Live. Amazing. You're Tom Phillips, okay? I know Tom Phillips when I see him. All summer long, I've been talking to Tom Phillips. I know your name. You're Tom Phillips. You dig? And no, no, don't insult my intelligence. You, you, you know. You know what happens? <gasps> Look, he got so many things over. He's like the good version of Anthony Bowens. Like everything he said was like, you know, you better watch it. Like even something stupid like that. Like we all loved it. He called people stupid idiot. Like I still see people wearing that hoodie with him on it, where it says "stupid idiot," which is hilarious. Uh, and he even said, remember that whole era? He's like, I wanted no merch, but I had to have that hoodie made because it's it's a picture of him, and it's a stupid idiot, which is hilarious, you know. Chris Jericho rules. How do you sit there and go, Cody Rhodes uh, hates AEW because of Jericho? I just feel like Jericho now is just trying to fucking manipulate the money mark, Tony Khan, just get himself over. Because right now we're going to have a fucking match tomorrow, which we could run it down if we want to so go home, show this fucking revolution. And it's going to be the worst match we've seen Jericho. Dude, revolution's this weekend. Isn't that weird? Like, I was not at all. Because they did this last Wednesday, and my biggest complaint about last Wednesday's Dynamite was they just kept saying March 5th, March 5th, March 5th, March 5th. So in my head, I'm thinking, well, it's February, so March is a month away. And they probably should say like 13 days from now or 12 days from now. So that way you, you create a countdown in our heads of when the event is going to be. Raw and SmackDown, Raw the, Raw is one of the greatest shows ever. They have like the whole Titantron when people are talking. It'll say WrestleMania, nine nights. Like they'll have commercials where they're like, I hear voices in the air, hear them loud and clear. I just want to listen. And then it says, like, WrestleMania, 20 nights away. Yeah, They do all that stuff. They, they do the, uh, what's another good song, Gino, that did it? Well, uh, I can't, uh, Whoa, sometimes I get a good feeling. Yeah. And they put how many how many nights, Gino. They, they don't do that for AEW. You just have to fucking guess whenever March 5th is. They just expect us all to be smart people and always have like a work count. They want us to have a, like a nice calendar there where we know, okay, this is what we have. They expect us to be business people, have a fucking planner all the time. We have a schedule. We know, okay, this is March. We can set everything up. They, they want you to be smart fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They want us to have calendars in front of us like Mark AEW. Here's Revolution. It's coming up. I can't wait. Gino, can you wait though? Like this, this is the same as WrestleMania. I'm excited for this card, right? Should I not be? Like, I love pay-per-views. There's no exploding rings. I think this is going to be a great show. Are you still kind of anti-AEW to where you're not going to enjoy the shit out of Revolution? Because I've sat through some shitty AEW pay-per-views that people go, it was awesome, it was great. This is the first one that I'm the only person going, this is going to be fine. You guys need to settle down. I mean, what makes it, like, what's sad is how obvious one match is because they had the whole last week Ricky Stark set up, be like, oh, I'm, it's done. I'm done with Jericho. I'm not going to do it. We did it again. It just it continues. How is that obvious, though? Like, what, what makes up what I meant was, like, when we go like, to the match card. And if you, like, before the match was, like, announced with him and Ricky, it first had the fucking graphic, no one allowed at ringside. No one will be. Everyone's banned. And now it says, 
Jericho appreciates society as fans. So it just makes it obvious that someone's going to get involved to help Jericho win. That's not a part of Jericho appreciates society that's going to join after the pay-per-view. Yeah, like Action and Dreddy's going to join the JAS, right? Like That'll be the biggest twist of the summer. That way Jericho, who picked out Action and Dreddy, can now work alongside with Action. That sounds awesome, Gino. I can't wait for that match. We are nights away. Four nights from tonight. Why? AW Revolution. Fight TV. Promo code Bleedies. You can watch Revolution on Fight.tv. How many fight credits do you have left, Gino? I have no fight credits. I used that on Jesus Debbie. Now I just need to spend that five dollars a month for that actual fight plus so I can just watch GCW that way instead of paying fight credits. Gino, we are just a few nights away from AEW Revolution. We are here live in San Francisco, right outside the Chase Center, and as we prepare for the biggest night in AEW history, Gino. Ricky Stocks goes one on one with Chris Jericho. And, and Gino, this just said for Tony Khan, I have, it's in my ear. Uh, the JAS is barred from ringside. What are your thoughts on this historic match? Well, what's weird to me is Tony Khan told me earlier, earlier today that it was, they were, everyone was barred from ringside. So now you have a new update. So it just makes me feel even less excited because now there's a chance that anyone could come in ringside. Fucking Lance Archer could come out of nowhere and murder everybody. Uh, I've heard. I'm being told Lance Archer will also be barred from ringside. You are correct. That's not what we're doing. But you know, not just, not just the amazing Ricky Starks and the legendary Chris Jericho. Jamie Hader defends her championship in a three-way match. We don't call it triple threats in AEW. We don't call it a three-way dance. We call it a three-way match. It's going to be Jamie Hader. And hold on. Soraya and Ruby Soho will be challenging for the AEW Women's Championship. Surely you're very excited. I'm really excited that we are going to have Soraya win because Ruby Soho will show her true colors and help the WWE Women win because we're saying WWE Women versus AEW Women for a blood and guts match on television in the near future. Could be, Gino. I think this is a great storyline as we build towards the freelancers and the AEW Originals. We got to get this belt on Dr. Britt Baker somehow. Do you not think... Oh, come on. Let's talk about AEW. Do you not think Ruby Soho is going to be the champion? Part of me just thinks she's the perfect. We can have her being pulled back and forth. We don't have to have a weird swerve for this. Ruby got there first. She did beat Soraya to the punch. Soraya's only wrestled, what, two matches? Are we giving her the belt this soon and kind of telling Ruby, hey, we know that you won like a casino battle royal and then we made you tag team with Santana for several months, but you're you're not you're not important. No, I'm telling you, it's just gonna be a whole bait and switch. She's gonna be helping Saraya the entire match, just wants Saraya to win because Saraya is the leader of the freelancer group that she's gonna be joining, and she's gonna just be a heel, just gonna be a piece of shit, make us all hate her even more and make us love Jamie Hayter. And do you like Jamie Hayter? Are you a Jamie Hayter stan? I will always be drinking that haterade. You're loving the haterade, Gino. We are outside Chase Center. What an, it's a nice, it's a steamy night here in San Francisco. And Gino, it's about to get a lot hotter because the hottest uh, superstar in our business, Wardlow, is challenging Samoa Joe for the AEW TNT Championship. This is a match made in hell. 
I know you can't wait to see it. I cannot wait for War Dog to finally win that title back that he deserves and get the push that he's been needing. Joe does not need to be the king of TV anymore. This is going to be the downfall of the king of television, where he then will lose the ROH TV title in the near future as well. So I know that I uh, – pause it again. I love this bit, but we're going to pause it whenever we break down the matches. Um, I know that I'm supposed to like Wardlow. Body guy, works out his shoulder muscles. That's my new critique for human beings, by the way. If you're not working out your shoulders, what the fuck are you here for? Every, every athlete, every wrestler, look at you, Kofi. So, and not the chest, I get it, okay? That caved in. He's got some sort of condition. You can keep your shoulders, though. Keep this bump. This bump is the most important bump, okay? So, I look at this match, and I know they want me to like Wardlow. The Lonely Stoner tries to free his mind at night. They cut his ponytail. It reminded of him his dad. He's the ultimate white meat vanilla baby face going into this match with Joe. Fuck him, dude, right? Like, doesn't Wardlow kind of suck? Why are we... Samoa Joe's like a legend of this business. We've always thought he's not gotten a fair shake everywhere he's been. Like, even in TNA, they just kind of force like. I'm like, damn, damn, kid, why don't you team with Magnus? We got nothing for you. Like, they're just trying to do – like, Samoa Joe is somebody that was always, like, right here at the top for a cup of coffee, and they shoved him down and threw mountains of dirt on him. Warlow has the same lame voice issue as Tijak. I think Warlow's voice is a little more real, though, when he's cutting his promos. He does come out to the Warlow's world, but he, at least he's not doing – like, that's he's, – he's yelling that. Tijak is saying this. At a, at a room volume. Yeah, so we got, I get, I believe Warlow's when Warlow deserves this. I feel Warlow is the future of AEW since he is a homegrown talent, Warlow, more than Joe, who's just another freelancer. Why do we keep this freelancer with this championship? He should be working to put these young guys over like a Warlow. I guess. Yeah, you're, and you're right. Like everything you're saying is correct. I went to Dynamite, and when they put up a graphic, Warlow in action. The place erupted. No one around me made any sound. Maybe it is just being pumped in. But I thought that was so bizarre. Like, wow, this guy's over. Everybody loves this guy. I'm like, I, I just don't see it with him. And like, and I, I say this about other people. He's AEW big. Like, if he was in WWE, like, put him next to Drew McIntyre, we'd be thinking, holy shit, Drew, Drew is a beast. Like, he just he looks huge in AEW. His shoulder muscles are huge in AEW. He doesn't have Roman shoulder muscles. Let, let's not kid ourselves. And I bet he's the same size as Roman, by the way. I know he looks like a giant because he hung out with MJF. He's probably just as tall as Roman. So I'm not buying the Wardlow as like our next savior of the company as much as they're trying to make him as such. I think Samoa Joe, doesn't. he doesn't need the TNT title. But what else are you going to do with him if he loses this belt? So I'm going to go with Wardlow. Like if we were putting our money on the stake app where all those Canadians wager money, uh, I would definitely put uh, Wardlow as my favorite to win this match, Gino. I don't think you're wrong about that one. Gino, we're outside the Chase Center here in San Francisco. Tyler Spida might be attending Dynamite tomorrow night, and he might get the urge to just go to Revolution come Saturday evening. But, Gino, we have more action how can we forget the prestigious trios championship and it will be defended as the elite kenny omega matt jackson and nick jackson are taking on your house of black with julia hart in their corner is this finally the time the elite fall 
this is the time the elite fall. They all go to WWE like we're all looking forward to. That's going to be the Wait, thing. That's Sunday? the big major player we're getting is the entire elite. Those are bigger than Jay White. Oh, this is on Sunday? Oh, this. No one wants to watch this on a Sunday. This is such a Saturday. Hey, no one wants this card. This is a sad show. It's going to be a sad card. It's going to be a Sunday. Then you got to work. It's going to be the worst Sunday. Gino. Okay, try, try that again, Gino. <clears throat> so, yes, we will have the House of Black win these tag team championships. So, we, we set up for the elite to go to their true home. The major players that they are coming to the WWE because they are way bigger than Jay White ever could be. Do you think that their contracts are running out? Like, is that kind of what the rumor is? is that, I've heard that too. Like, I didn't read any of the stories, but they were all over the wrestling news sites. Like, Kenny Omega and the WWE? Question mark. Um, is that, do you think that's a real possibility? I don't think Kenny would ever go to WWE. I don't think he fits that mold there. I think he would get lost in the shuffle more than anyone else. Um, I would love to see the Young Bucks in WWE for everything I just said. I think that them versus the Usos would be interesting. I'd love to see them in the New Day mix it up. And I think them as characters, for as little as they need to talk, they'd be perfect for like a tag team division. And that's why I'm saying all three of them together go to WWE, have this big moment for WrestleMania for the Usos. And Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, it's hey, like there's what? another tag team, and it's the Young Bucks. Get involved. It's going to be great. Thank you so much, Gino's Vacuum. Do you believe that? Is that is that a realistic prediction? I, I see the grin. No, the contracts are not up anytime soon okay. to make okay. that close enough. But they are going to go to WWE. The contracts will be up. Not in time for WrestleMania, I don't believe. You're a wrestling journalist, so sometimes I am like, is he telling me the truth? That's insane. I can't believe that all of that's happening. So I, I don't think the House of Black are winning these belts, by the way. I are they over? Do we like them? Like I now I like Malachi Black. I like Brody King. I like Buddy Matthews. I like Julia Hart. Them together is such like the douchey kids in high school that all wear black because they're deep and, and we don't understand them. You know, and even even Alistair Black as a man is that guy. Like he thinks he's on a different level of thinking over everyone else. And I'm starting to just think he never works shoulders anyway, so why should we care? The House of Black is extremely over right now. They caused dissension between Ortiz and A. Kingston, and now they're not friends anymore. That's how over they are. They truly, they got killed an entire friendship that were years and years in the making from the OGs and LAX. Now they got, they no longer trust each other. They don't care about each other. That's how big of a truly over tag team it is. The House of Black, they caused the entire team to dysfunction, and they're dead now. They want to kill each other in the face of Revolution ladder match tomorrow. Is Eddie Edwards, uh, Eddie Edwards, Eddie Kingston, is he on the outs with AEW? I saw a report that he had like a sit-down conversation, and uh, they had another sit-down conversation other than the one Kevin and I had reported on originally. Is that is that still the case? Are we thinking that that one's over? I feel like they could be over. It's just all over. It could just be a work setting up because he just hates everybody in character. He doesn't trust anybody. He needs to have a sit down because he's so much in character. He needs to get out of character. And yes, you care about this dude's shoulder muscles. Who cares about shoulder muscles? Because the only person whose shoulders we should be caring about talking about is the man with the best shoulders. That's Rick fucking Boogs. Boogs, he's on Raw, you know, he's taking notes. He was taking notes during the Lashley and Elias match. It was hilarious because even... Uh, Graves was like, he better be studying Lashley because I just know Boogs. He was studying Elias. He loves Elias. We all know it. They're going to be a tag team. I can't wait. Raw's great. AEW sucks here, right, Gino? No, Gino, AEW's awesome. Wrestling is awesome. Tyler's going to go tomorrow. And so, Gino, we still have more action. If you thought we had enough matches, 
we have even more than that, my friend. As Jonathan Moxley goes one-on-one -on -one with Hangman Adam Page in a Texas death match. You thought you were sick of seeing these guys fight on free TV. Now you get to pay for it. You thought these guys were going to become some sort of a weird tag team. Nope. One more match. Gino, Adam Page, John Moxley. Who takes the cake in this blow-off match? Well, this is a blow-off Texas death match in California, which is based just a last man standing match because they don't do the two falls like you're supposed to in a real Texas death match. They don't do the pin? So it's just... They don't do the pin. They do the last man standing. I think they always. That's what oh, AEW does. They don't do the pin and last man standing. It's just last man standing. This match sucks. What they then. Do. They're not going to do the. It you is. have to do the pin. They have to do the two falls, but they don't do two falls. It's only one fall. It's a 10 count. That's all they do, AEW. It's always what they've done. They've never done the pin fall like you're supposed to first. They don't do the pin, Gino? No, they don't. They don't care about real tradition like the fucking Vaughn Eriks would. Vaughn Eriks would be teaching these motherfuckers a lesson. Real Texas deathmatch, but they don't fucking want to. AEW is a Texas deathmatch. Fucking not even safe space. It's the fucking opposite of safe space because MLW and real wrestlers know about Texas deathmatches. You need the pin in the last man stand. Have they not had last man standing matches before? Do you think? Do you think that Tony Khan is such an anti WWE? Like Mark, we don't want to have triple threat matches. We call them three ways. We don't have six man tags. We have trios. We don't do last man standings. We do Texas death matches. Like, is that just him picking a different phrase to, so that way they can avoid using a WWE branded? Like, when you play the WWE video game, you play last man standing. When you play Fight Forever, Texas death match. Is that is that what their idea is? That seems very much likely that that's the idea. Just like, here we go. You get the fucking last man standing stipulation, but it's a Texas death match because technically it's involved, but the Texas death match, you need the pinfall. That's a real Texas death match, but they don't care. Yeah, because I always thought Texas death was like harder than a last man standing match and more embarrassing. Because And look, I live in Dallas. Okay, I know about the Texas death match. I didn't when I lived in California. I just thought it was last man standing. But the fact that you have to pin the guy and then get up and let the ref count, it's really embarrassing. And it also kind of gets rid of those stupid finishes like with Batista getting his legs duct taped around a ring post. You know, like like WWE did a great job at like the, the PG last man standing matches where people are getting buried under tables and shit. So, gosh, that really bums me out. Like, I... You're wrong, Gino. There's going to be a pinfall and then a 10 count. This, this, hold on. Let's try this again, Gino. Hold on. John Moxley goes one on one with Hangman Adam Page in a Texas death match. You must render your opponent unconscious for the referee's 10 count. Gino, this one is more than personal. It is more than personal, and it beats all stems from a roll up. Because Hangman did not want it to end with a roll-up. It's like, you don't want to do this coward shit. You wanted one more fight. He wanted a real fight. And that's what we're going to have in a match. He hate me, says I'm hearing that reports that Gino is getting drunk at the Dash Mart warehouse. How true is that? Gino, please tell. Do they he have hate me, says I'm hearing reports that Gino is getting drunk at the Dash Mart warehouse. How Gino? <laughs> it is not at all true. These reports are false. I never drank any alcohol on work premises. Do they have alcohol there? Does, does DoorDash deliver alcohol? We do sell alcohol now, yes. We have we, alcohol. You're now. even doing the Wii. You're part of it now. You're part of that machine, Gino. So, like, out of this rivalry, though, if we could talk about AEW, Moxley versus Hangman. Hangman needs the win, right? 
But can you? But doesn't Moxley also need the win? Is Moxley leaving AEW? Those rumors always seem to be. I give those rumors a lot of credence. I know that I said Kenny Omega would never last in like WWE. John Moxley is somebody that if Dean Ambrose showed up anytime, we would be down. We would like Dean Ambrose to go back. I think it would work. I think John Moxley actually doesn't fit in AEW. Like we. We kind of like our Daniel Bryans and our MJFs and our Hangmans and our Kenny Omegas. We like the alternative where I guess Daniel Bryan was a WWE fucking staple. But I don't know. I, I think Mox is such like a like such a WWE guy. He's always kind of felt like a I'm just treading well. I'm just hanging out here until WWE is ready for me. I mean, I'm still going to remember this fucking problem that he had with MJF before they paper when like mox said i'm doing my job and it just made me realize oh mox is just telling us flat out his job is to make the younger talent go over and he loses so he's gonna lose to hangman in the fucking final match i whatever <laughs> and then uh kevin in the chat the talk is jericho i do remember that talk is jericho with mox and him not liking all the goofy shit that vince was having him do this is triple h era right get mox in there with hunter uh, yeah yeah you know, I love uh, the lunatic fringe. I, I, it got too silly. We want you to be an ass kicker. Oh, poker chips, Gino. This is going to be fantastic. Uh, oh, Gino, real quick. We gotta... So, Gino, Sonic Gino, we're outside the Chase Center for AEW Revolution. Uh, and the tag team championships are on the line in some bullshit fatal forward. Now, okay, I know I'm trying to be really positive about this event, Gino. The Guns versus the Acclaimed. Versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus the to be determined winners of a fucking Casino Battle Royal tomorrow night. What the fuck, dude? Like, why are the Acclaim not just getting a rematch? It, did did it go from this is the most over thing we have in this company to ah never mind we're over it. It is basically what it is, and I saw again I showed you we could run that diamond as well because I know who's gonna win this fucking battle royal. They, at least they should win because they need another fucking like. 10-year tag team to make them be like to be able to carry these motherfuckers of the acclaim and the guns who are still kind of green they're not yet where they can be so we do have jeff jared jaylee there to help but i know the other team that's going to be in there needs to help these four thank you thanks he hate me for the hydrate for the lemon pepper wangs gino what are you talking about the acclaimed are good at wrestling what was that they're still kind of green to me. I don't think they're as great as we could see them be in the future. Just like the guns. I am behind the guns 100% because I love the guns, and I know their potential so, is going to be so the through the roof just to be a clean. The team that's really green, you're very behind. Like Colton Gunn has had like 30 matches. So you're, 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 way, you're much more behind them than you are the acclaimed, the team that's super over, that uh, the, the, the crowd is yelling all, all the bullshit catchphrases that Anthony Bowen spits out. So you're more behind the guns, though. You think you think the guns and the acclaimed, who had a main event a couple weeks ago, the acclaimed who had really good matches with Keith, Keith Lee and Swerve, uh, you think that they need some help. So uh, the the sounder did interrupt you. Who do you think's winning tomorrow night? All right. So with all the teams, because I did send you the like graphic, you want to pull this up. Out of all these teams, there's only one team I could see winning this battle world tomorrow night. And that's the Kingdom. Uh, who's that? Oh, Mike Bennett? Mike Bennett! Mike Bennett's still in AEW? Why isn't he back in Impact yet? 
The kingdom is still in AEW because they're signed their contract and multi-year deals with Impact, with AEW. So they're stuck in AEW. So the kingdom are going to win this battle world <laughs> so they can get pinned by the guns. Stuck in AEW. I like, that. I like the way you said that. They're stuck in AEW. So are these all the teams right here? We have the kingdom. We have the best friends. We have the John Silvers. We have Butcher and Blade. Dude, Claudio. You don't think Claudio's going to be on this pay-per-view? He's going to get on this card somehow. Him and his buddy Wheeler are getting on this card. I don't think they're going to have any match. They're just going to hold this ROH title, so that's what's separating ROH from AEW. They can't have too much ROH representation in AEW pay-per-view. You don't think Lucha Underground? <laughs> you don't think Lucha Bros are going to win this match? You don't think Roosh and... Uh, Preston. You don't think Roosh and Mike Bennett are going to win this match? No, I think the real Mike Bennett and Matt Taven are going to beat Roosh and press 10 vets. That looks just like Mike Bennett in this picture, except he's not wearing the hat. So Roosh and Mike Bennett are going to beat Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. That's that's what you're thinking. Thank you so much, Gino's Vacuum. Do you really think that the kingdom, they haven't been used on TV at all? Like, they're just kind of get. I would see the Jericho Appreciation Society winning before I see those guys. I'm seeing the kingdom win because we do need a 10-year tag team involved, even more so than Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal to make it look even bigger. So have it. The kingdom on a pay-per-view. All of these people are tenured. I don't know why you're not. They're actually not tenured. They've only been in AEW for a cup of coffee. You want to give it to a tenured tag team, you go with the best friends. You go with Butcher and Blade, or I guess Claudio just showed up. Top flight, they always seem to have a lot of faith in. The Lucha Brothers have been there since day one. Uh, who's this other team over here? Is that Bear Country? I never know who this guy is. That is, uh, there's 2.0 in there. Hold on, who are you fucking assuming in? It's by Roosh. Roosh. That's Geno's Roosh and Preston interferes no, in heavyweight match. Who's above Roosh? Who's the oh, that's uh, that's Aussie Open. Oh, dude, they're winning. Like they had a match with Young Bucks. People love this Aussie Open team. An Aussie Open would be the safe bet. I just I I want the kingdom on paper. <laughs> but you realize that's not going to happen. Like you're a wrestling journalist. Now you and I, as if we had the book, first of all, Mike Bennett, and Matt Taven would be the co. WWE champions if it was up to us but since we can't have that um, it's got to be I mean Aussie Open they gave kind of a weird push to last week uh, but Claudio how do you end up with Claudio on a pay-per-view like they made such a big deal about this guy showing up and now you have him doing nothing going into a pay-per-view um, and then the Jericho Appreciation Society they, you could easily throw them in there for no reason whatsoever Um I'm in, Gino. I'm thinking it's anybody but the kingdom. I'm taking the field. You know what? I sadly would have to agree with you. I just have that heart and soul, and I just want ROH to be represented by the kingdom. Aren't you mad? I'm mad at the kingdom. Fuck them. They left Impact. They shouldn't have left. They just stayed there. You were over. You were over as the kingdom. You were tag team champions, but you thought the grass would be greener in AEW, so I hope you like working on Dark Elevation. Like That's that's what they get. They weren't even on Dark Elevation when I was there. I forget they were with the company while I was there, and I like both those guys, so that's their fault. They suck. Fuck them. So, Gino, it's main event time. We have made it to our main event. 60-minute uh, Iron Man match. And that's one of the reasons that the card is so lightly booked, right? Because you have a 60-minute match. Because typically when we have these AEW pay-per-views, there's like 12 matches. Like, we still might add Christian versus Jungle Boy. Still can get thrown onto this card. We still could add 
Yeah, isn't there a Revolution ladder match that's not on here yet? Like that's tomorrow. Oh, they're just doing the match tomorrow. Yeah, it's on the card right there. It's right on top. It's the very first thing you see if you look from top to bottom. Oh, I go from left to right. Uh, like like I'm riding. I was excited to see Orange Cast versus Big Bill. So let's bring the graphic back up. As Gino said, we'll talk about Dynamite then, Gino. Face of the Revolution ladder match is happening on Dynamite. So we're going to kick-ass ladder match tomorrow. I don't like that you're so anti-kick-ass ladder match. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Sammy Guevara, uh, Chavo, is that Chavo Guerrero, uh, Eddie Kingston, Action and Dreddy, Laredo Kid. Is that Laredo Kid? Uh, Kanosuke Takeshita and Santana are all fighting for the face of the revolution ladder, the ring. It's the other one. The Sonic ring, Gino. Who's winning this match, and why is it Action and Dreddy? Is that Laredo Kid? Who is that? I believe that is Laredo Kid, and it's Ortiz, not Santana, because they're in the middle of this feud with Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. we got to have that involved in this match. And this is for whoever will then get to face the TNT champion, which will be Wardlow. I feel the match that we need to see after Wardlow wins that title is going to be Powerhouse Hobbs. I think Hobbs got this TNT title opportunity. I think they they have a lot behind this Kanosuke Takeshita. So I think Kanosuke is going to get a big win in this ladder match. This whole Daniel Bryan thing is going to lead somewhere, right? Like That'll be his mentor going forward. And even though Wardlow's the white meat vanilla baby face, I could still see Samoa Joe winning. And what better way to have Samoa Joe win and then put somebody else over Kanosuke, it's his time to shine, dude. Uh, FTW, so this is like a little mini pay-per-view they're doing the, the night before, or the dynamite before the pay-per-view. Uh, Hook versus Matt Hardy for the FTW championship. Uh, Hook, right? Ethan Page accidentally cost Matt Hardy the, the match. Matt actually becomes broken, becomes too charismatic, but for the fans, it just gets in the way and it costs him his match because Hook's going to choke him out with the Red Brother. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Pretty Peter Avalon. That's to kind of get back at Jericho for beating up Pete last week. Jericho, does Ricky Starks cost Jericho the match? Like how Action and Dreddy beat Jericho? That will both likely happen. Someone's going to interrupt like well, Ricky, like an Action and Dreddy, to get Jericho to lose to Pretty Peter Avalon, who did a better job as his care, terrible gimmick and impact when he was just a very scrawny loser jobber. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Big Bill, AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Stokely in the corner. Orange Cassidy's been defending this belt like a madman. Does he lose it to Big Bill? Is this Big Bill's crowning achievement? Big Bill is on the run of his life. No one does it like Big Bill, but Big Bill is not going to win this fucking All-Atlantic title. He's going to be going after the world title after MJF retains. Tony Storm, Riho. Uh, Tony Storm, right? Like, what's, what's this for? Why is this? What happened? This is just to show that this AEW original is going to be buried by the freelancer WWE former star Tony Storm because awesome. we want to make them look even more like bad guys by beating up these are these AEW homegrown talent, even though she was from Japan. All right, Gino. So let's take a look at the card then. MJF, Brian Danielson, sixty minute Iron Man match. I'm excited. I like Iron Man matches. I don't care what Conrad says. Fucking Conrad Thompson shits on the Iron Man match. Well, in a sporting event, oh, Dan, this is Jim Ross. You just want to see who wins. If there's a timer on the thing, I'll just watch the last five minutes. Like, that was his theory with, with Iron Man matches. But he watches football. Like, do you do that with football? Like, I'll just watch the last two minutes. Like, no, that's not how it works. You have to see the story. You have to see how we get there. It's wrestling. You Aren't you a wrestling fan? Don't you want to watch an hour? 
I want to watch an hour, Gino. Brian Danielson loses, though, right? Is he put over MJF? Or No. MJF's title reign has kind of sucked, right? We want Brian Danielson to win. But it's obvious MJF's going to win. Brian Danielson's going to lose the last second. And we're going to set up for the real star to come back. He's going to make his return. We've been waiting for He's been building up that he's going to return when he's ready, when he's able. And that's going to be Adam Cole coming out after the match to challenge for MJF because MJF oh. has his list of people he wants to beat up. And Adam Cole is on there. So Adam Cole is going to be his next challenge. Oh, that sounds so minor leagues when you say that. To go from building this. This match has been built for four months, I feel. Brian Danielson, MJF, Iron Man match. How do we top that? Uh, oh, MJF, Adam Cole. Like Even Adam Cole got bitched out by Brian Danielson during their debut. Don't do that. Are we doing that? I don't want to do that. He's going to be one of them. There's a whole list that MJF made, and it's all just like the list of people he's going to beat up. Because like, he beat up the Pebble. He beat up fucking Dipshit Dragon. He's going to beat up Edward, which is Eddie Kingston. There's all these people he's got to beat up first but again i don't think it's in order i think it's just a list of people that he's going to beat up and one of them is adam my brain don't work cold so but even with that list do you think that's just where we go next we have to go to to that next can't we do something better than that that sucks again we could go eddie kingston there's still a lot of other people on that list that he made but it's got to be somebody on his list he made that's what i think is an obvious thing is to just is the list spoiled who is fighting is luchasaurus no. on the list I, I'm, we can the do dino that. is not on there what about ricky starks where he did that he what, already beat up the pet what about um hangman is hangman on that list he might have been on there i forgot the entire list i just remember adam my brain don't work cola darby the school shooter can we put main eventers in this in these main events? What the fuck? Why are we doing that? Adam Cole and MJF. That sounds that sounds like a great rampage. I, for this Friday night's gonna be awesome, Gino. I can't wait to check that out. Uh, I think Brian Danielson should win. I think MJF's championship brain has kind of sucked. Uh, the promos are super repetitive by this point. You know, I fell in love with a woman who made me see the world differently, and she broke my heart. Broke it. Like, God, I fuck. Like, during his promo last week, I just thought, who is this for? No one gives a shit, right? Are we all wondering, like, when is it? Why did NXT leave Wednesdays? I wish I could flip the channels right now. So, Gino, um, I can't wait. Brian Danielson's going to lose, but it's just MJF needs that big pay per view win, right? Like, it's obvious he's winning. Yes, he needs that big pay-per-view win and then to set up whoever's going to challenge him, which has to be somebody on that list. So everyone just remember to pull up that tweet if you need to to see that list so you can be predicting who's going to be that next challenger. So, you know, I'm going to look at these Raw Fort Worth tickets. I think that's my next stop in life is this Raw in Fort Worth. I'm still on board with the WWE. I'm a ride or die, all right? They've gotten me through so many tough times, Gino. I can't walk away from my friends over at the WWE. So that that's going to be a good time. Um, but I'm excited. I think we're I, like, I know that Revolution isn't as hype as No Surrender, but that doesn't mean it can't be a good show. It can surprise us. It can be like Victory Road. All right, it could surprise us, Gino. Don't worry, okay? Um, before we ride off into the glorious sunset, Gino, do we have any parting words before we go tonight? I just want everyone to have an amazing night that we ended up having. I just hope you all are doing well. I look forward to talking tomorrow. I do have work. I get off work around 12, possibly 1, depending on how the night goes. So hopefully I can be able to still join in for TWFS either live in the chat or on the show after I work. 
Dude, we need you, Gino. I'm gonna. I might miss the beginning. Yeah, like you're not gonna be there for me. I need like the beginning. I, I usually rely like because I I'm gonna be at baseball practice because we have to practice on Wednesdays, Gino. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why that directive comes from the top that we have to do Wednesday nights, the one night of the week that I don't want to practice. They're like, no, that's perfect night. Like, no, it's literally the worst night, Gino. So, Gino, we did it. We about covered it all. We are true wrestling journalists. We even watched WWE. It was exciting to talk a little Monday Night Raw. Um, I watched it. I watched most of it. And I, I don't think I finished. We didn't finish running down Raw, by the way. But you know, let's go back to Raw before we ride off, Gino, because there was some other things I wanted to touch on. Uh, Oscar, Carmella, I didn't watch. Candice LeRae, Piper, Nevin, that was also not on Hulu Raw. Um, but the... I, the, the Seth Rollins stuff, I actually thought that was a pretty okay way to have this, like, like because now we have Logan Paul is going to be on Raw next week, and they're going to have it out. They're obviously working each other at WrestleMania. Um, I thought that was kind of a, I, I don't know, like, as when I was watching that segment last night, I thought that was actually kind of entertaining. And I still, I Seth Rollins, I like, we, we talked a couple weeks ago, is he over, is he not? He's over by today's standards, but he kind of sucks. Like I, 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 he had a, his showing in Elimination Chamber. He was great, but I think we've kind of crowned him as like this. This is our new Sean, and I don't think he's that. He's not. That's why we do need to take the crowd from him, and we need to have like a big crowding moments at some point in the future as we keep building up Johnny Gargano, the real new Sean, until we build up and call it the real new Sean of this generation. Carmelo Hayes, who is the real new Sean that Sean loves. Dakota Kai and Io Sky defended their tag belts in the main event. Now, you didn't watch Raw. Did you see this match, though? I did see this match, and I it's I don't know what they're going to do because we we're building up on SmackDown. Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rouse is a tag team. They are going for the tag team titles. They want to be a resume for the tag team titles. So what do we do? Have the people that they've been trying to beat the hell out of lose the titles to an old woman and a, a legend i'll respect that lead as a legend and becky lynch a mom who's a great worker Jeez. so we have these two as champions we've been building up for ronda rousey and shea to beat up damage control that's no longer going to be the case until unless we have a whole multi-woman tag team match like we've done before with them with damage control with lita and trish and fucking Becky and the Bella Twins. How does your brain work, Gino? Becky Lynch, the man, and Lita, WWE Hall of Famer, just won the tag belts, and you're, like, upset that the the damage control aren't getting it, aren't fighting Ronda. This is way better. Ronda and Shayna versus Lita and Becky is, like, that's a main event. Like, put that on the main event of WrestleMania. That match sounds way better than EO Sky and Dakota Kai. Oh, I can't believe they lost their belts. Like, of course they did. This is Jinder Mahal losing the title to AJ Styles before fighting Brock. Like we're trying to sell tickets here, okay? Damage control versus Ronda isn't interesting. Now you can have all of the storyline of Becky. Hey, Ronda can say, "You never pinned me. My shoulders were up." You can have Shayna coming at the man. I bit your neck. You can have Lita. Like I could still do this. And by the way, she looked great in her match. I like. I know you just said old woman, but we watch Jericho fight every week, and he's like 10 years older than her. You love PCO. He can barely walk. That fucker sucks, and you love him. So, yeah, Lita, and, and Lita from her, for her entire career, a lot more important to the biz 
than Perfect Creation 1. So I don't know why you get upset. Like, oh, why would we have Damage Control lose to get a much better WrestleMania match? Now you can do Damage Control versus Ronda and Shayna. Winner gets Becky and Lita. I think this just sets up the road to WrestleMania as way more interesting now. Now that I think about it, you are right. We are still going to have this match. We will set up for Ron and Shane and then beat the hell out of Becky because Becky will take probably 80% of the match. Lita will do like 20%, but Becky's going to get her ass beat by everybody of Shane and Ron, and Ron is going to win the tag team titles of WrestleMania. Look, M. Michael M., he was there, and, and he popped when they won. It was shocking. I had no idea that that was about to happen. I thought it was a fun, you know, oh, cool. When Trish came out, I popped. Like everything was just, yeah, like a fun night on Raw, especially when we're talking about how shitty WWE has been these past few months. Just kind of a fun, out of nowhere way to end your show. Kind of like how Barry Horowitz shows up on Impact for just kind of a one off. It's hilarious. It sends us all home happy. We love that kind of stuff. I thought seeing Lita win a belt with Becky, Becky Two Cheeks, I thought the whole thing was really, really well done. And yeah, it might interfere with like, oh wait, I thought we were doing this. But if anything, that just makes it more intriguing because if you were you and I could sit here and just predict all the way out to backlash, that's not fun. It's kind of nice to have a, a, a surprise once in a while that makes sense. You're right. We do need surprise every now and again. That's why they knew what they were doing with Raw. They made it exciting at the end. And that's why every show, not just WWE, we have Impact and MLW, AEW, they're trying to build up so we can have amazing shows on this road to WrestleMania. Like GSW is keeping on booking these shows for the collective that entire weekend. Like Speedball, Mike Beaver's Kota Bush, which is probably going to be the match of the entire fucking week. Could be. I think multiverse of matches, dude. I'm Kushida, Josh Alexander. Let's go. Jonathan Gresham versus Kushida. When is that match? Isn't that coming up soon? That will be coming up soon. Then we also have Speedball Mike Bailey, Mike Bailey versus Will Ospreay. That's gonna be another maze match. But I think Kota Bushi, Will Ospreay, Kota Bushi, and Speedball Mike Bailey Bloodsport. It's gonna be an even better match. Thanks to Josh Burnett saying that. All righty, Gino. We about covered it all. We went Impact Wrestling. We went WWE. We went AEW. We covered the major ones. I don't know what's going on with MLW. I've not watched MLW in weeks. I know that Reels is now moving to Peacock. They're putting a lot of Reels content on Peacock, and they are not putting MLW on there. And I guess that's some sort of exclusive wrestling contract that WWE has with Peacock. So MLW is like an NBC product now by by proxy. Their content is not going to be featured on Peacock. Um, I don't even know who the ch- – is Hammerstone still champion? What's going on there? Hammerstone is still champion. David Richards is also champion still. And we have Johnny Mundo challenging him next week. But it gets all on reels. Real one got ran over by fucking Mance Warner. We have so many weird things happen in MLW where Mance Warner is killing real one as best he can. Knock him out with one punch. So we still got some great MLW going on. So but at least clip that shit on YouTube. So now they have MLW Underground on reels. And then they have MLW Fusion, which is still on Pro Wrestling TV. So... Which one is their main show now, or or is is one a main show and one's not? How does that work? They're just both taped shows. You just got to watch them both and see what's happened. The new weekly primetime series, MLW Underground, uh, is, is the new era of wrestling for a new generation of fans, featuring the electrifying mix of the world-class fighters, including MLW champion Alexander Hamilton, certified G-Real one, 
women's featherweight champion Taya Valkyrie, John Hennigan, Jacob Fatu. Uh, but how do you know? But, like, how do you know, like, which one you're supposed to watch? Am I supposed to watch both? Yeah, I think they want you to watch both because they've taped everything in advance so you could be able to watch both. You could be ready for battle, right? I mean, I'm on their their page. It looks like MLW Underground is their new, like, shit. Like, that's the one that's featured. So, and they just kind of say, and Fusion's on YouTube. Like, they're kind of treating Fusion like it's, that. this is the new dark, is Fusion. But I guess I will have to watch some MLW to really get a better idea. So, Gino, we covered it all, my friend. Let's ride off. They're giving me the go. Okay, they're giving me the go home cue. Time to wrap up this podcast. Right off into that sunset. Remember, go to stevealstonshow.com. I can't do it, Gino. Have a good night, everybody. Let's go. Welcome, please. Have a good night, man. Love you.